Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls, Ghouls Next, Next Door. Door. Yeah, it is our 51st episode. So, That's so many. Yeah, I hope we're you We're officially on the second half of the lifespan. The hill. Yeah. We went over the hill, and now we're on the other side of it. And the grass looks the same, to be honest. It's about exactly the same. Yeah. It's still spooky. Yep. <laughs> it's still spooky grass. Scary stuff is still happening. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do something special because you heard a lot about us in the last two episodes because it's just a lot of us raving about our favorite things that are scary. Yeah. So screaming about robot dads. Big takeaway. The children's skin is lease. And he always comes back. Yep. And then Gabe's takeaways is say yours. Don't trust anyone because they're probably a murderer. Yep. That's just how it goes. So we we're gonna take uh, we're gonna do some fun instead, and so we decided to uh, bring on JD. That me. Yeah. Hey, what's up, y'all? Yeah. So hey. this fifty first episode, we're gonna be talking about horror comic books because mm. we really like to take this time when we talk to um, people to to dive into something that isn't traditionally looked at as horror. You know, sometimes it's overlooked with whether it's books, tattoos. What else have we talked about? Sex? <laughs> like just yeah. things that uh, people uh, don't think women about. Women in horror. Uh, Blacks in horror. Yeah. Nightmares. All of it. We just talk about weird things. We like to bring experts in, which <laughs> we've classified you as. You may oh, not, oh, finally. Yeah, you yes. may not consider yourself one, but you officially are. You can I'll take it. it. You have been dubbed expert. You can put it on your resume. Expert as told by the ghouls. And specifically, why don't you tell us about yourself? So you have a podcast on horror. I do. I've, I've, yes. So, uh, first of all, I'm an illustrator and a graphic designer. I do horror movie posters sometimes. I also have a little network of podcasts called the Cult Pop Network, um, C U L T P O P. And we do the Cannibal Horror Cast, which is a horror movie podcast. Now, we haven't done one since Halloween 2018 hit, but eventually we will do more. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were going good for a while there and then two of our people had babies. Oh, so it's been happens. hard to get together. <laughs> yeah. Stupid infants. That's so uh, <laughs> we do that and we do the spoiler alert, which is a weekly comic book review show for whatever come out that week. And then we have uh, gutter talk, which I do with Len, AKA the bat tribble from the black tribbles who you may know. So yeah. Oh, and also I own a comic book store in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were going to have an expert, you're pretty much the closest thing we got. Yeah. I am <laughs> near knowledgeable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've only ever had one other comic book shop owner as Ariel. Ariel, uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's lovely. Yes. I love, she's great. Uh, I have been wanting to talk about horror comics for a very mm. long time because I just... Any horror medium that there is and that exists, I have indulged in. So I have plenty of horror comics. We have horror books. We have movies, obviously. Yeah. Just like anything. When we say we're going to do all the medias and we would mostly do movies, now we're actually doing that. So. Yeah, we've cool. done video games. We've done board games. Yeah. New medium. New us. That's how it works. <laughs> new year, new, new us. medium. Who this? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, why don't we... Uh, Go into our experience with comic books. I mean, obviously you own a store, so tell us what that's all about. Well, uh, I've, you know, uh, I've been an art director and I've been an illustrator and a graphic designer for so many years. And in the back of my brain meets the whole time has been that I wanted to eventually own a comic shop. Now, that was one of those dreams that may or may not ever happen. But I was just like, well, that'd be sort of cool. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I, I, I did it. 
So um, my wife helped me get here. She had a salon in a spot in Maniunk, and then she needed a bigger joint. And so she's like, why don't you just make your shop here? And I, I did that. So, uh, yeah, and it's been going for about three years. Um, and it's knock on wood going well. Yeah. Quickly, find some wood. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, but I've been reading comics and drawing for 30 odd years. So it's just always something that I've been passionate about that I love. And uh, now seems to be the greatest time to be a comic nerd because there's all sorts of stuff to get a hold of uh, through all different, as you said, mediums. So Absolutely. media, media, yeah, medium would be someone who would contact the dead for me, right? <laughs> it's multiple meanings for media. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, media, different media, different ways to ingest this information. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like cool now to like comics. It is. It's cool. great. Finally. It's like, yeah. It's like, well, it's kind of like the same way where some people just aren't readers, right? Mm -hmm. And But it's like the people who are readers are like, you get this opportunity to like have this whole other world. Right. And then now you yeah. get, you also get to like put that with like beautiful art. Right. Mm -hmm. So you also are just like, there are times when I just like get stuck on like a page. Cause yep. I'm just like, this is so amazing. <laughs> just like trying to ingest every little piece of it. And I'm like, wait, what did I read? <laughs> what is this part of the story? It's always so neat to me when people, you know, you were just talking about the difference between being a reader and being a comic book reader and, you know, being both, but it's so interesting to me when novel readers sort of poo-poo the idea of comic books. And I think that has a lot to do with a lot of people think that it's only about superheroes. Yeah. And it's not horror or crime or thrillers or comedies or any of the other number mm -hmm. of genres, the subgenres, I guess, that uh, are actually involved. So they think it's just capes and tights and stuff. So I get that. But then to like enjoy novels and then go okay, we got the words, but then we're going to give you some kick-ass art to look at too. And then they go, no, art, I don't want that. Like, what, 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 I don't want to look, look at, at pictures. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want thing my so media neat. supported by yeah. visuals. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll watch a movie. Moving pictures. Mm -hmm. Don't slow them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. I don't think so. Absolutely. I will say there is like, unfortunately, because it is, and I guess it would, the same thing goes for like certain books. There are certain stories where it's like, I'm sure that's a really great story, but I'm not going to read it because I can't get behind the writing style. Mm -hmm. Like it might just mm -hmm. not be up my alley. And the same thing goes with certain uh, comics. There are co comics that I really like want to read because of the story, mm -hmm. but I'm just like so put like off by the art where I'm just oh, like, yeah. I can't like, I want to get over it so bad, mm -hmm. but there are other styles of art in comics oh, that yes. are just absolutely amazing and breathtaking. You're just like, wow, this is awesome. That's the whole thing I like about comics. Like I am not a reader. My brain will not let me. It's just like, Oh, this is a lot. And I'm like, okay, I can't, but I love looking at the art for comics. So mm -hmm. people are yelling at me because I'm always just like skimming through and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening, yeah. but it looks really cool. And yeah, yeah and it's like, cause the font's really small. I can't read it. I'm just like, but the pictures are really nice. <laughs> I kind of get what's happening. And so like, I do not read comics, but I not look at novels? them. Um, novels, it will take me three months to read like a short book. Okay. Yeah, I'm a pretty, it, I'm a pretty takes me. paced out reader. Yeah, it's just like it's a love. memory thing. Yeah, horror, and I think what I find is really interesting about horror comics specific, specifically um, is that we can bypass some of like, not the laws, because there are laws for comics as well, but you can get away with a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, and not just like, okay, there's more graphic violence, but there's like more, like there's heavier content, mm -hmm. content um, or topics and things. And like you can do more um, with a fictional 
like drawn body than mm-hmm. you can like on a screen, right? Um, although we've seen some things. <laughs> we watched Tusk. We know what you can do with a body. Oh, so uh, but <laughs> I feel like I would have gotten a lot more out of it if that was a comic. But I feel like there's a well, lot of things. It's a little less disturbing because you're like, oh, that's not you're that guy. separated I know from, from it new girl in a way. You can appreciate as it as art, right? Person. Yeah. Yes. Instead of being like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like looking and being like, this is a person, this is happening. It's like, this is really graphic art that's mm-hmm. happening to us. Like, um, one of the examples of the differences is I would, I had one of the first like horror comics I read was Walking Dead, mm. like way yeah. back like yeah. when. And I remember like reading them and the, when the show first came out, like I tried to read, I was like, this is awful. I can't mm. do this show. Oh, you didn't like the show? I didn't like the show the first time I watched oh. it. And I just was like, it's kind of, it felt like, um, almost like a PG version because I've loved oh, so much how, awful stuff happens. In the I comics. love how oh. unsafe you feel in the comics, like just from the beginning, like no one is safe and there's always like, and what I think is great about the, the comics is like the page turners. Mm-hmm. Like there's like one scene, I spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read it, uh, where these two twins get murdered, these twin mm-hmm. girls. And it's like the scene where you literally flip the page and it's like the whole page is just the girls like beheaded. Yeah. But it's like before that you're like, Oh no, where are the girls? And you flip and then there but they are. The girls. Yeah. Yep. So it's that itself is like great mm-hmm. work of suspense. Were they but, children twins? Yeah. Yeah. So in comics you could kill children yeah. more easily than in TV shows. I, don't I feel so like that's in a general. pet cemetery. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's from <laughs> walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. I they know. They did that too with the yeah. two sisters. That, the I show, actually Stop it. I feel yeah. like in the show, they don't do as much. No, they crazy. still do. They've de- they definitely have gotten better. And it was like the first season was very like PG. And that's what I remember. And I at the time I was like catching up to mm-hmm. the the series um, of the comics. And I remember at the time, like when the show had come out and it was like kind of watered down. I was like, oh, man, I like said to my boyfriend at the time, like, I hope they don't water down the comic to like get the same oh. audience as like the show. Nope. And then literally the next, like the next book that I read was, um, Glenn's death. Oh God. And I, and oh, he his just, was so bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bad. And my mm. boyfriend at the time looks at me and he's just like, are you happy? Yeah. Like, look, I what, hope, you did. look what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You killed Glenn. I, I was eating, I was working at a comic shop when that came out and I was sitting there just eating my lunch and I'm like, I'm just going to sit and read this. I had to stop eating my food because it was so, yes. uh, nauseating yeah that one yeah. i had Mortal. actually hadn't picked it up in a, like it was months before yeah. i picked it up again after that because yeah. my, my heart was broken it was too much emotion because he was like the one who stuck around mm-hmm. and like all through that and you were just like I, you can't <sighs> have anything you can't be happy yeah that was brutal juice that was terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's yeah that's what's fun about these comics the thing the problem that i run into with comics i find that a lot of them aren't as effective because of the medium and, and sort of the the problems that you run into um, when it comes to things like score. Mm. So when you're listen when you're watching a movie, or watching a horror film, they do so much with the score that to to make you uh, tense and um, uncomfortable and sort of. Um, you they know, tell to, you how to feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you kind of miss that with comics. So like for a, there was a book called Witches by um, Jock and um, Scott Snyder. And they did an interesting thing. Instead of a score, they muddied up the art in a certain way ah, to make to make looking so at cool. it uncomfortable. So that sort of served as this, a visual score 
for the book. It was really awesome. cool. But anyway, I love people. Well, that's brains. kind of like mm. in there's like a cool. web comic app, and there's a comic that I read on there. That's not that's a colorful hard. one. There's a colorful one, um, but there's uh, the devil was a handsome man, and mm. it's like this digital comic where it's it's designed for like a phone or a device. Yeah, so yeah. you like scroll up and just yeah. watch it. But there's like uh, one of the I guess editions or whatever uh, at the beginning it says like turn on your volume and so as you're scrolling this like soundtrack comes through like your phone is like that is so sad that's amazing yeah is that on web webtoon yes oh that's so cool yeah it's amazing horror comics and I think what's kind of interesting about comics specifically in relation to the horror genre is that they kind of started in a similar fashion as like uh, the Penny Dreadfuls Mm -hmm. so like hearing those like old little like magazines that had like vampires and uh, tales of like don't do science because you're playing God it's bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) like those things are like don't like cheat on your husband because you'll be cursed or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like the pulp, like fiction type. Um, Do you mean like the EC, like EC horror, like the uh, Tales from the Crypt? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Vault yeah, of yeah. Horror like, and just like yeah, yeah. these little Classics. tales. Yeah, exactly. And so they like started that way, um, and so they've been here for a long time. And I think that's what people forget. <laughs> they've been here forever. Uh, in the early 20th century, pulp magazines developed the horror subgenre Weird Menace, which featured sadistic villains and graphic scenes of torture and brutality. The first such title um, by popular publications, Dime Mystery, began as a straight crime fiction magazine. Right, So it's just like, it was just another opportunity to show horrific things where other ways, otherwise we weren't able to show those things like this is around the same time where like this is before having like dracula on screen right and before having like the the horror of seduction that dracula would have been or the horror of like innocence that you get from frankenstein you just have like ways to get away with kind of scary things i'm (laughs) sorry i thought i i was jumping ahead with the ec horror stuff this is like the fifties and sixties. Yeah, this is You're so. This way, is the re- way yeah. Back. This is like the the renaissance yes. of horror because yes. what happened was at some point similar to like today with video games and how they're getting a bad rap where like children are violent because mm-hmm. they play video games. That's what comics were labeled as, and mm-hmm. so at one point they were like not like specifically banned, but it was like a lot of publications stopped because they were like, this is like, we're not getting any representation. Like parents are mad because yep. maybe their kids are violent. Maybe it's because we're at war all the time. Maybe it's because they're angry no. and they don't get any love. It's those books. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. because children should be seen and not heard. I don't know. Oh no, it's the comics. Uh, and so when they came back, that's when we got things like the vault of horror. Gotcha. So it was like, when that was happening, it was kind of like the resurgence of horror itself. Because mm-hmm. we took the old stories like Mary Shelley or gotcha. Edgar Allan Poe um, or uh, even like Lovecraft and like took it and put it on the screen and mm-hmm. put it back in books. Um, and it was just like another way that we were doing that was to see um, how you can get away with it in comic form. So there are like 
regulations that came about with that so that we could have horror Mm -hmm. um, in comics. But I still feel like similar to the way I feel about certain foreign horror films is that they can just get away with more than American cinema. That's true. Just like, (laughs) like there are just things they don't have the same rules. Yeah. Yeah. Germans. Koreans, oh, uh, don't get me started. Forget about it. Yeah. French, all of them. South American, it's just literally anywhere that's not here or probably Canada. I feel like Canada is probably nice. American Mary was Canadian. Oh, that's oh, true. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. That was, but I guess it was kind of gruesome. There was, it was fairly gruesome. You saw him completely like dismembered, hanging from like meat hooks. Yeah, but... You didn't see it happening, is what like that's, that's what, like fair. with Korean horror films, like you see it happening. There's a little left to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. With You're like, like this yeah. is just what this American, is. The we awful. get we get cut to black, Use and then we come back, and it has has happened. Right, yeah. yeah, and I feel like yeah, with with uh, comics, you can you can say more because yeah. you're right. You're drawing it. You can like show like hallucinations mm-hmm. in a, a more beautiful tapestry than just being like uh <laughs> just like i don't know what is that one movie with the the drugs and jared leto i have absolutely no idea Damn it. the drugs and jared leto yeah <laughs> that's the movie it it's sounds excellent. like a, a good movie title i don't know what that is though <sighs> it's, it's jennifer connelly in it Oh, it's requiem for a yes. dream like there how they showed it's so good drug hallucinations right yeah. but like even better than that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Although you would be missing the soundtrack, which is like one of the phenomenal parts yeah. of Requiem for a Dream. So I definitely get that. Maybe just play like really spooky music. Mm. Like I always put a spooky soundtrack when we play Arkham Horror. Because I'm yeah, like, same. let's get well, in when it. We do, yeah, it's like you can do it. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to put it on yourself. You, you gotta, can do it. You just got to do it. Nike swoosh. That's the catchphrase. Just keep doing it if you want to do it. Just do the thing that you said you were going to want to do. <laughs> I should make I've shirts. learned something today. <laughs> hey, internet I'm a new man. Hey, internet guys, listen do to the our... thing you want to do. <laughs> listen, is there if there's a thing you want to do? Just did you? Why don't you just do that thing? Yeah. Dot com. You know what? <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm good for? <laughs> Saying words that don't make sense, but kind of do. It's a good yeah, thing you have a microphone. Of, that's yep, yep, to say them in too. Put it out there to the world. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, you know, if you're stressed, stop. Yeah. Stand in an open doorway. Stop being that. Say hello to the sun. Say hello to the sun. But yeah, yeah, I feel like also they tried to make comics seem like a villainous thing in the M. Night Shyamalan movie Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Because they made it seem like the reason oh, he decided he to become a, a villain guy. is because he read a bunch of superhero comics as a and kid. And he was like, I'm clearly the villain because I'm the most breakable. Yeah. But I feel like I they tra- tried to like make it seem like comics were the cause of that. Like yeah. that's the that's the message I took away. I was like, that's comics make you a villain. Oh, I never got that out of it. It seemed to have a love of comic books. It's just that. Well, yeah, but that he turned himself into yeah. a villain yeah. because well, like his belief of was definitely stemmed, yeah. stemmed from comics. But then and now it's mm. it's different now. I guess I mean it has a whole end. Yeah. <laughs> now yes. you can bend metal because trauma happened. Ah. Yes. Ah, yes. You can be split and then you're put into glass and you're still the most breakable. These are the plots of the movies. You don't have to watch them. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole thing. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes. Good night. Um, I also have the 13 essential horror comics, which we can debate whether or not these are true or not. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, and then we can just say what ours are. So. Oh. 
Are we supposed to just say ours? Or no, can I? Do, All right, cool. No, I'm saying So the number 13 is uh, Fatal, 2012 to 2014 mm-hmm. by Ed Brubaker and, and Sean, Sean Phillips. Phillips. Ah, you know. Oh, yes. Told you, expert. Yeah, this is why <laughs> you have the title. It's got some uh, Lovecraftian horror elements to it. So if you're into like tentacles doing stuff. I am. We sure are. Spooky older, elder gods. Love is our favorite thing. Yeah, no. I just bought a comic called Cthulhu Louise. And I, it's really adorable. It's actually really sweet. It has a very good ending of just like, go where people accept you and they'll love you. If there's a thing you want to do, just do the yeah, thing. Yeah, do the thing. Louise. Yes. Also like beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind of thing where if like you go somewhere where but everyone like looks a, like you, an then actual then beholder, it's cool, guys. The monster with the tentacles in the eye yeah. is a behold. It's yep. Okay. <laughs> Speaking out about Cthulhu monsters. Yeah, so as an aside, Gabe totally is obsessed with Cthulhu. Uh, ah, she recently requested a fan fiction of like a romance between a human and a Romantic Cthulian monster. Romantic fan fiction of yeah. me and Cthulhu. I think they, oh, between you, yeah. not made, just a human, because yeah. that's just called uh, porn. That's it's just, just called, called um, uh, hentai. Yeah. Hentai? Yeah, yeah hentai. it's just a bunch of no, tentacle porn. Or just creepypasta. Yeah. There's a lot on there. Yeah. Uh, no, but I had a... a one drawn up specifically for me. It was oh. the best oh, it's Valentine's drawn? present. It's not drawn, but oh. like written. Written up. But okay. it's actually, it's really yeah. funny. For her birthday <laughs> card funny. this year, I made a picture, like I, because I draw also, and I drew her with Cthulhu hugging, mm. and it said, uh, Fiend Gluey, me Glunoff, Cthulhu something, because like, that's like it's the summoning right. thing. Yeah. And then it was like, romance at the end yeah. of it. I don't remember what he's I wrote. He's wearing khaki pants. Wearing khaki pants. Oh, he's wearing khaki pants. He's a He's a businessman Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. So that's so the kind of thing. Middle management Cthulhu? <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's something we're trying to make. Cthulhu. <laughs> you got fan fiction of Gabe in love with Cthulhu and then I'm so drawing it somehow. If if there's any comics on this list that say Cthulhu or Elder Gods or Lovecraftian inspired, which is why Lock and Key wraps me right up in there. I'm still, I haven't seen a single tentacle, but I'm waiting. No, there's not. I'm waiting. I believe. No. Um, But it's still, I still get giddy whenever someone even mentions like Lovecraft or Massachusetts or fish people. Or just Massachusetts. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm real into? Mass. Just in that. Mass period. Thanks. Yeah. What's number 12? Um, I was trying to make sure that the list wasn't going crazy. So what it says after Fatal is Afterlife with Archie, 2013 mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. present, uh, yeah. by Roberto. Sacasa Guerra. Yep. Like that. yep. Yep. And Francesco Francavilla. Francavilla. Yep. Yes. Francesco Francavilla. Yeah. Names. Yes. Excellent. They have them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they were like, named them like most people. So do. yeah, Afterlife with Archie. For anyone who doesn't, anyone who's a fan who's listening to the show of Riverdale, uh, that's basically that show. And a lot of people don't know this, which surprised me. Riverdale is based on a comic book called Archie that's been going for decades and decades. And so they've actually done a really cool thing, the Archie Comics people, which is they start to use their characters in different uh, genres. So they'll take Archie versus the Predator. <laughs> what? Yep. Awesome. Um, but that so there's a difference between that and this in that Archie versus the Predator is they took the Archie characters in their super cutesy 1960s drawing style and then introduced a Predator into it. Afterlife with Archie, Vampironica, Jughead the Hunger, 
The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Mm -hmm. are all straight up legitimate horror stories that just happen to involve these characters. Yeah. So they're like, as opposed to being Archie with horror, this is horror with Archie. That's really Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like the Blossoms... Six six six. I saw. Oh, I haven't even seen that yet. Yeah, there's like a new one, Blossom Six Six Six, about the the blossoms from there. And I was like, I just need now. I just need this whole Mm -hmm. franchise of like horror and Archie happening. I'm here for it. So I will say, I'm actually like significantly impressed that like we did not even kind of tell you these ahead of time, and you just literally know everything about them. So you are 100 percent an expert. expert. Oh, dope. Yeah, I've done Um, it. Yeah, Honey, I've it's done pretty it. cool. <laughs> I'm just, my wife's down the hall. I'm just yelling at her. I'm, I need to be proud of something. Yeah. What, what's next? <laughs> Number 11 is Tomb of Dracula, 1972 mm. to 1979 by Mark Marv Wolfman, Wolfman. and Gene Colan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a classic Marvel comics. Because back in the day, what Marvel wasn't always just superheroes, capes and tights and what have you. They had a whole little subdivision of horror stuff. That's where we got characters like Blade. Oh, nice. Who probably arguably started the whole renaissance of adult comic book movies. Yeah, absolutely. So, and he's making his comeback. I hear they're talking to him again about bringing back Blade. Yeah. So, yeah. We d- I did hear that. I've actually mentioned Blade like five times this month and just Yeah, you have. I was just thinking that. Like, weird. I have mentioned about I have quite mentioned more than Blade I guess. five times this month. It's so that's super impressive. Weird. I do not know why, yeah. but he's just been here. It's been in my brain. I just always thought it was so funny at the end, the last line, like his big line at the end of Blade One is like, some mother lovers are always trying to ice skate uphill, except <laughs> replace lovers with the other word. And yeah. uh, I remember even as a kid walking out of that theater, like, what is that? What Of all of the cool things to say while you're killing your villain, really? And apparently Wesley Snipes just made that up on the spot. And they're like, well, I guess we'll Amazing. keep it as Wesley Snipes. There's so many of this. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is in jail in my hometown. So for tax evasion, I think. Excellent. He's like right around the corner. Cool. Uh, 10 is Hellboy. So nice. obviously. Uh, 1993 to 2016, Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola. Yeah, he's been doing I it. I said it wrong. But and yes. um, there's also a, another book to go along with it called BPRD, which is actually I think is a better book. But Mike Mignola's art is deceptively simple looking. If you go to flip through a Hellboy book, which, which you you'll see a stack right, right there. Um, it looks very simple. But uh, I dare you to try and replicate it. It's very yeah. difficult. That's um, awesome. But he's got such a cool style. Um, and he's got a third movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, saw. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. We'll see. Yeah, me neither. I don't know either, but we'll see. Yeah. As you said. Like but if, have you read any of the Hellboy books, Kate? I have not. Cthulhu out the wazoo. <laughs> what? He's constantly punching tentacles. <laughs> he's like a big old tentacle puncher. You need to get on some Hellboy, son. Tentacle Puncher, that's going to yeah. be my, my new yeah. name. Twitter handle? Yeah. Yeah. At 100%. Tentacle Puncher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love the tentacles. Feminazi. You don't want to... Tentacle Puncher. You don't want to punch them. You like them. They're your favorite. I, as long as they're behaving. That's fair. All right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's real. Those rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keep your tentacles to yourself yeah. unless I yeah. request Consent them. Consent first. Yeah. Tentacles later. <laughs> That's amazing. Consent <laughs> first, testicle or ten- no. <laughs> That as well. Either way. Either Both way. Both of those are, are welcome. Later. That's yes. amazing. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, number nine, Lock and Key, which Ooh, uh, we're going to talk, we're about, gonna that. talk about, about it by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rod- Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk about that later. So I guess we don't want to yeah, talk we about can, it now. We'll yeah. We'll stay like, tuned. Okay. Foreshadowing. So we were correct. Yeah. <laughs> in picking it. <laughs> number eight, Hellblazer, 1990. <gasps> 
1988 to 2013. Mm-hmm. 300 uh, issues John Constantine had his own book. Yeah. Now, do you guys know Hellblazer? John you Constantine? Know, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but oh, yeah. I well, don't know most things. So. Um, so John Constantine is a character in the DC universe. He was first created in uh, Swamp Thing, written by Alan Moore. And then he was so popular, he got his own 300-issue run. Wow. Uh, and he's basically a real D-bag. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah. He's, he lives in London. He practices. He's a practicing magician. He is uh, constantly thwarting demons and what have you. And um, he's just a terrible person who just sometimes does the right thing yeah and he had a movie starring keanu reeves yep. which was cute they was, tried yeah, it was, it was cute it was, it was adorable and, and was rachel weiss yeah and then mummy. he had his own tv show starring matt ryan on the wb whatever that thing is called now think, cw yeah. whatever it's called yeah. cw um, is current yeah whatever the kids are talking about these days and <laughs> so he had a one season and that fell by the wayside and then he just had an animated movie come out from DC Comics and that was really good. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. read him in when he's with Justice League Dark because mm-hmm. I just really love Zatanna and I was, I was like more say, magicians. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm here>. yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven is Preacher 1995-2000 Garth oh Ennis God. and Stephen Dillon. Oh my God. That is yeah. my, I wish that, I don't consider that a horror book. So when we were corresponding back and forth about what we would talk about, mm-hmm. had I known that this was considered <laughs> a horror classified. comic, yeah. it is my favorite piece of anything ever. Oh. I love Preacher uh, up and down the block. I Woof. Have yeah, you that's watched great. the show? Yeah. I haven't watched it. Eh. But I do like it's the actor because of. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or no. no uh, because Eddie of. Carter. No, the the guy who's the the preacher demon, the demon, the vampire, vampire maybe Cassidy. Yes, yes. Uh, in um, what's it called? Misfits. Yes. yes. And so I was like, See, oh, he's I like an his expert. face. He knows everything. He knows all the things. Exactly. He literally knows all the things. Yeah. It's crazy. So if you haven't just, read Preacher, yeah. holy cat! It's definitely on on my list. Just, also, just because Garth Ennis, and I was like, I feel like I shouldn't have a horror podcast if I don't. No Garth Ennis? Yeah, yeah, if I'm not, like, representing. That book you guys picked up a, a little couple minutes ago, A Walk in, a walk Through Hell, is also another Garth Ennis drawing. Oh, oh very yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, I like the on our art. List. I was looking at it. Uh, Sandman, number six. Mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman. Uh, 1989 to 1996. Neil Gaiman. And some of the greatest dream makers in comics. That's what it yes. says. Mm-hmm. Neil, yes. So. He didn't really have a ongoing artist so it was a bunch of different yeah. people drawing it. Oh, okay. Well, that's really fun, though. I kind of like it when the art mm. style switches up every once in a while. Yeah. I like, like it not sometimes. Like, not always. Yeah, it depends. But I've seen, like, comics where it's, like, every issue is, like, a different mm-hmm. kind of art style. And I find that really fun. Because mm. then you don't have to commit to it. If you don't like it, then it's not going to be there anymore. But, mm. like, if you do like it, it's like, oh, wow, this is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it unless there are certain circumstances where it had to change. And then you're sad because that, why is the world like this? <laughs> but yeah, I uh, Sandman I have not read, but I love Neil Gaiman. So I have friends who make me; they want me to read Sandman, and they keep trying to make me. And I'm, I'm three volumes in; it's a nine volume run, and I'm three volumes in, and I still don't care. Oh no! Yeah. Same I, same publisher as Preacher and oh. Hellblazer. Oh well, then they know good then, stuff. Yeah. Maybe they Apparently. made this article. DC yeah. had a um, <laughs> DC Comics had their own uh, imprint more for adult and horror books that started in the 80s. And that's where you got um, things like Swamp Thing, Hellblazer, uh, John Constantine, um, Sandman, and what was the other one we just said? Preacher. Preacher, yes. That's awesome. 
Very cool. Yeah, I love Neil Gaiman. So I just want to learn more about death is my thing. Death is great. Yeah. That's my favorite stuff out of the Sandman stuff. It's the yeah. only things I really care about. There's a character called <laughs> death, death. is great. I literally she, was just like, I had no, I like assumed you were talking about a comic, yeah. but it like just sounded very much like you were just I like, just really death. I just really want to learn is. more oh, about sure. death. Can't wait, about, can't wait for the cold <laughs> hey, embrace of the Reaper. You want to <laughs> do it? Just anyone, do anyone it. Anyone want to die? <laughs> if you want to die, you've come here. You've come to the right place. Don't, don't. Though. Please call. I've and got ask a murder basement. <laughs> we do. We, we, have we also have a murder basement. Oh! That's where all of our guests <laughs> all the cool go. Kids. You made you us come there. here, yeah. so no, you're going in into there. my murder basement. <laughs> we can't do no, that. We have, I we think have you're still murder in our basement. basement people to feed. Well, when we, we have can't live shows, our live audience is still in the basement, so he's also in the basement. It's just nice. the way that we're All right, are. so we just like change basements every once in a while. It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Five is from hell. Mm. 1989 to 1992, Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell. Yep. Alan Moore. About uh, Jack the Ripper. Ah, they made a movie fun. out of it uh, ah, cool. starring uh, the guy who's not great anymore. That other canceled fella, uh, um, Johnny Depp. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I don't course. know what he did. I'm not up to date in pop happen. culture. That's oh, okay. <laughs> we got it. I didn't care much for the best. The go uh, four is creepy, 1964 to mm. 1983, and eerie, 1966 to 1983. So apparently they have both there. Those are and it's by so many madmen, lunatics, and mad scientists. It's a bunch of anthology magazines. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay, so that's that makes a lot of like about, Vault really. of Horror, Tales from the Crypt, so on yeah. and so forth. Uh, nice. Number three, obviously, The Walking Dead, 2003 mm. to present. Uh, it's obviously a horror comic yeah. that people care about and talk about. Uh, by Robert Kirkman, Tony Moore, and Charlie Adlard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, Yeah, I think it's just people really dig it. And it is good. I think it really is challenging in a lot of ways. Um, I tried to read his newer one. What is it? Oblivion Song? No. Gideon Wait. Falls? Nope. Oh, that's Jeff Lemire. Um Ooh, the one about the uh, exorcism. Yes. Yeah, I read like two of them and then I was like kind of bored. Yeah. It's, it kind of fell like down and then I was, yeah. I read like Revival instead and got hooked mm, on that. That one's good. That was fun. Yeah. 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 I was like, this cool. is a different, like, people come back from the dead. <laughs> fun. <laughs> Still fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two is Swamp Thing, 1973 to present. So it's so many. Horrific Sorry. stops in between, <laughs> and there's a lot of names. It's by a lot of people. Yeah. Should I? Well, name it's all been of them? it's and it's still happening. Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson, Nestor. These are fun names. Redondo, Martin Pasco, Alan Moore, John Tottleben, Stephen Bissett, Rick Veach, Nancy hmm. A. Collins, Mark Miller, Brian K. Vaughn, Andy D- Diggle. I'm sorry, what book is this? <laughs> this Swamp is thing. Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp Thing. Scott oh, yeah, yeah, Snyder yeah. and holy crap, so many more is what it says. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lots of people. Lots I've of people never did the read things. the original Swamp, or not original, but the Swamp Thing by Alan Moore, which is like the seminal run of Swamp Thing. Yeah, I yeah. haven't read that. I need to do it. I think I've read like the the newer one just because it was like, because he ties into other mm-hmm. ones. So it's just like, oh, let me see what he's doing because he's applicable now. <laughs> like, yeah. 
What's sorry. number one? The oh. Outcast was the name of the series. Oh, that's the name that's of the one. That's why I yes. shouted Outcast in the middle of you. I, oh, it finally yeah. hit my brain. Yeah, with a <laughs> yeah. K. Yeah. My brain finally Outcast. caught up. Go ahead. There you go. Cool. Uh, What's number one? One is Tales from the Crypt nice. Vault of Horror, which we have right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Haunt of Fear, 1950 to 1955, the by many masters of blood-curdling mayhem. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the EC stuff that I was talking about, the early uh, horror comics. That That's what spawned... Uh, Seduction of the Innocent, which was a novel that made it seem like these horror comics are making kids evil, and that's why they hit. You know, they had to go. I think there was a whole Senate hearing and all that other stuff, and that that's sort so of wild. Okay. Felicit- uh, not felicitated. That's not a facilitated. word. Facilitated. Facilitated <laughs> um, the need for the comic book, um, the Comics Code Authority. Yes. That they they were using from then up until about ten years ago, and they finally decided. Yeah, we don't need this. We can just do this ourselves. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. More you know. And it's yeah. my favorite horror TV show of all time. Yeah. From the HBO series, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt uh, gave me lots of nightmares mm-hmm. when I was younger. Because I would stay up and watch it even though I was afraid of everything. It's it's really honestly ironic that I have a horror podcast because I was afraid of everything. I but, feel like I've seen it. Yeah, I, I would wa- stay up and watch it and then I would like have nightmares and there's like mm-hmm. one where I like woke up my mom because I was so scared and she's like, well, what did you dream about? And I told her and she was like, that was the episode of Tales from the Crypt that was on tonight yeah. and I was also watching it. And so she's yeah. like, I caught you and I was like, damn. Ooh, <laughs> like, but me. I'm still scared. Yeah. So you still tell yeah. me. Yeah, I need your support now, please. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. You can yell okay. me about this tomorrow. I definitely watched it with my stepdad. So yeah, good. I guarantee that. That's yeah, they're that all different, and they all were like. They all had different uh, directors and and like yeah. big name, big big name actors of the time, like Christopher. Reeve I one hundred percent watch this. I love that so show. It's so good. Yeah. You can get them on DVD. They sell them in like yeah. You yeah. Can, there's only four. Vo- uh, that's volumes. like a part of my brain that just forgot stuff. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. I was just and that, the love that show. Yeah, we're gonna watch. Some. He was the creepy guy. We're gonna, gonna watch. Some he'd some this be like, Thursday. this is a story. He had puns. Yeah, he had puns. You're so He had puns. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I totally That's forgot that I ever watched that it ever. Is, yeah, it is a, a good list. And we're going to jump into to two for our uh, film section, which is not going to be about films, because that's not but what today enjoy is. enjoy the interlude that makes you think we are. So we're not talking about films. Uh, we lied to you just now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. All right. I, guess I that's... do not That apologize. reminds me of this film I saw the other day. Do you want to talk about it? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another time. Dang it. Uh, but today we're going to talk about two comics specifically. So um, one I'm happy we're talking about. It was not on our list, but it is... Relative, I thought I heard something, uh, is Hera County, which is from 2015, 2018. And I, it's one of the more recent horror comics that I like got really into, mm-hmm. um, mostly because of the art style itself. But yeah, it's really cool art. I absolutely Tyler love it as well. Crook. Yes. He hand paints every page. That's amazing. He's a monster. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. The, I absolutely in love the back of like <laughs> this. The, the first volume when you get to the end and he shows you like his work style and like the different ways he was going to do it. That's what really hooked me because I was just like, he has written out what the story is, but then he has like this art and you're like, all right, I'm sold. It's it's too beautiful for words. So for anyone who hasn't read Harrow County, uh, let me tell you what it's about. 
So Emmy always knew that the deep, dark woods surrounding her home crawled with ghosts, goblins, and zombies. But on the eve of her 18th birthday, she learns that she is connected to these creatures and to the land itself in a way she never imagined. And it's created by Cullen Bunn and Tyler Cook. Yeah. So that's yeah, a, the I, gist. I just found this this year. Um, I, you know, it, it's been coming out from Dark Horse for many, many years. And mm-hmm. uh, it just... The cover of the first volume always grabbed my attention. Basically, we've got a... Uh, chest of drawers, is that what you would call that? Yeah. Like a bureau, right, yeah. from your bedroom? Uh, and coming out of the bottom drawer in that bureau is a skin without anything inside it, like a hand. Yeah, like a, it's like a skin It's a hand person. Yeah, so it's just the skin with no innards. Yes. And I was like, oh, that looks spooky. Anyway, I'm going about the rest of my life and not worry about it. So <laughs> it took me a while to get to it, uh, and I just read volume one, I guess, a couple months ago. And I 100% want to read the rest. I want to say there's eight or nine volumes, Mm -hmm. but um, I just, I'm so behind on everything. Yeah, absolutely. I actually like, I own six of the volumes, Mm. but I have only read, I think four because it's like, Mm -hmm. I buy them because I see them and I'm like, I, this is a part of the thing I like and I want to support it. And it actually is like coming to like a natural end. Like they decided to finish oh, yeah. it, um, yeah. which is nice. I love when that happens. I'm a big fan of people just letting things end and they can choose how it does that. Um, but it's really beautiful. Like it's it's all watercolor art and it really has this like Southern Gothic feel to it as well, um, which really puts you in. So like you might not have like a soundtrack, but you definitely feel the eeriness and like the grunginess mm-hmm. of of where she is. But it's also endearing. So it's, it's kind of like a like one of those like coming of age young girl turn potentially could turn monstrous woman because she definitely yeah. has that history um in the story and what you like I don't want to spoil too much because I want people to to read them um but she like really discovers things about herself mm-hmm. um then in her closeness to this world and like um how deep that goes in her but her interaction with the um haints is what they call them uh which is a word I've never heard before me either uh but it, I think it gets just like a it might be a southern thing yeah it's just like a, a spooky ghost thing right like yeah. a haint is H-A I-N-T-S. I yeah. literally thought it said haunts. Yes. I literally, my mind mm. auto-corrected what it said on the front yeah. to haunts yeah. instead of hates. hates. It definitely is essentially that. It, it's um, like a catch-all word for like a monster or mm. supernatural being. So there's like fiery skeletons, which the art oh, for those are so cool. They're gorgeous. Yeah, there's like a, a Black Phillip type guy. Um, oh, from The Vich. Yes, uh, yes, Vivitch, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, Live deliciously. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a spooky doctor guy. Um, yeah, so there, it's just like, it, it's really cool. And just like the fact that she is tempted to be the classic monstrous woman that's like evil, right? Mm-hmm. But she's not. And she, like, her power essentially is like being compassionate to these monsters and essentially making mm-hmm. them better. Or, the like, power understanding of empathy. Them. Yeah, exactly. The power of empathy is what we talk about. Uh, the and, spooky like, power of friendship. <laughs> yes. Uh, but just like talking down to like these monsters and being like, Hey, I get what you're going through. It's hard out here when you're yeah. when you don't have skin or you're just a muscle boy because your skin is in yeah. my house hanging yeah. out, being my friend. Uh, you crazy kid, why you I got your you skin? Do. What are yeah. you doing? He's leaving your skin over here, he's yeah. big stupid. Yeah, just being my friend. Come get this skin. We yeah. buddies. 
And not even. He's just like, no, that's just not how it goes. I'm just your friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she just puts him in a suitcase. Like, yeah. she just folds his skin in a suitcase and, like, runs up. It's, like, so crazy. Yeah. Like, that that is what's happening. But it's also, like, kind of a cute story. Her oh, best yeah. friend who's like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Everything you're saying is crazy. I need some time. Like, she's always just like, you need to give me some time to catch yeah. up to where the story is right now. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of how you are as, like, a reader. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's done really wonderfully. Um, it feels like... Um, I would say like a Steven Spielberg horror movie. Does that make sense? Cause yeah. it's got some interesting visuals to it. It's got some imagery that's a little, you know, spooky and stuff, but it's, it's even the gross things aren't like, it's not like crossed. So yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, crossed is another book by uh, Garth Ennis. He's one of the writers of it. And that that is as horrible as horrible can be. It's, you could never make a movie out of it because it's just all of the worst things you've ever heard of. Um, but this <laughs> is this has like a kind of like a quaint, cutesy style to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like E.T. You know, like yeah. you, or you take like something that could be perceived as frightening, like an E.T. is yeah. frightening to some children. And then you're just like making it endearing and yeah. like kind Instead of like- of a cute alien, it's a skinless boy. Yeah. And then his skin suit. Yeah, who is, hasn't yeah. encountered yeah. It's a tale as old as time <laughs> yes, is what it is. Exactly. Yes, we've all been there. Yeah. You all have that best friend who is skin. You're like, where's your skin, yeah. bro? And also muscle times. And also <laughs> muscle times. Yeah. Best friends. Yeah, I highly recommend it for anyone. It's it's underrated, I think, at best. And mm-hmm. her growth to just like in discovering herself and finding her own empowerment is really beautiful. It's like we live for monstrous women and she's doing it. Um yeah, power of empathy, man. Superpower, one-on-one. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about is Lock and Key. So this took place from 2008 to 2012. Um, and it is created by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. I love Joe Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. it, significantly more than his father. Um, oh. just, we'll have words about it <laughs> later this year. We're going to be talking about Stephen King. And I think I'm going to also talk about... Uh, Joe Hill will have like two episodes, but I think, um, Joe's really good at, um, telling stories f- that are horror without being gratuitous mm. that I would find Stephen King can be sometimes. Uh, Oh yeah. It's just I like, see. Oh, I see. there's a lot of things that are like, that wasn't necessary. Stephen. We've yeah. read it. <laughs> We've read it. Yeah. And that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Uh, whereas Joe Hill, sometimes he doesn't even write scary things. It's mm-hmm. just like a nice, uh, tale about a dad trying to understand his son and I'm like this is beautiful Joe you're amazing mm-hmm. um, but he's always what's really interesting about his is like he does really well with supernatural things mm-hmm. and it's not it's kind of feels kid like in my in my opinion sometimes mm-hmm. like horns felt like kind of kid I kid-like. loved horns uh, yeah or uh, what is uh, the box heart-shaped box heart-shaped box or mm-hmm. the frankenstein is that the frankenstein one they're the frankenstein one uh they, like he takes old s- stories mm-hmm. and then he like puts a little twist on them he makes them a little more modern and yeah, a little yeah. more attainable um and cute and that's why i was expecting a whole different thing from lock and key than what i got one it says welcome to lovecraft and so you you already know, listeners, yeah. that I was there. But it's not that. But it's not. It's just the name of the town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They named the town Lovecraft, which I was like, okay, could have been Arkham. It's weird name of town Lovecraft. But it's I like the characters, mm-hmm. and I like not knowing what's going on. I love the keys. I love mm-hmm. being like, what's this one do? <laughs> just mm-hmm. being like excited about it. Um, Should we I, tell the people what it, the book is about? 
Yes, that's a good idea. So people know. Uh, Lock and Key. Written by Joe Joe Hill and featuring artwork by Gabriel Rodriguez, Lock and Key tells of Key House, an unlikely New England mansion with fantastic doors that transform all who dare to walk through them and home to a hate-filled and relentless creature that will not rest until it forces open the most terrible door of them all. Love. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, It's not (laughs) love. It's friendship. friendship. Uh, Yeah, so... Basically, these kids, this, this tragedy befalls this family, and they have to go back to their ancestral home, and the ch- only the children, really, of the family start to find these mystical keys mm-hmm. uh, that give them different abilities, uh, gifts yeah. and curses, we'll say. And it's so lovely, and the, the character work is so good. Joe Hill, this is one of the first things I read by him uh, before I even realized he was Stephen King's son. Yeah. Uh, and then I went off and, you know, I'm reading all the novels and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is one of my maybe top five horror comics of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like, it's horror and it's different because, and that's also what we find just in the horror genre when, with this podcast is like it, it's so different. Like within the genre, mm. there's sub genres. Cause like when you look at lock and key, it's so much different from something like preacher, mm-hmm. right? Like you're even just getting a whole new feeling from it. And with both of these, we have like these young people as our protagonists. And like the trick is that because of their youth, they can see things that other mm-hmm. people can't see and they can understand things. They have that like simplistic like view on life, um, which is always like a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, let's be gory. Like there's, really graphic and awful things that are happening, but it's like, it feels very purposeful. It's like motivated for the plot. Like it's not just like, here's some gratuitous violence and like gore, gore, gore. It's just like, Oh my God, I'm affected when something terrible happens and it feels kind of realistic, even with the like fantastical things that are happening. Now, have you read Nosferatu by Joe Hill? So this thing that we're talking about where only children are privy to certain aspects of the world is also touched on in um nosferatu nos 4a2 mm-hmm. uh you guys at home might notice um you might know it if you in the bookstore the cover is a license plate mm-hmm. um but it spells nosferatu and um yeah so they kind of take place in the same world but also in the same world as Derry maine and it uh which is another story where only the children seem to be privy to a thing yeah so um anyway that's it's kind nice. of neat. I like that they he kind of ties them all together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's a, like in the realm of like Frankenstein and uh, vampires and like <laughs> the old stories redone, which yeah. is like interesting in that like horror started as those penny dreadfuls in those stories, and now mm. we're seeing um, them remade in these really amazing artistic ways. And the art style is pretty cool too. So um, we did it for digestible. book club here at the shop, and I like the art quite a deal bit, uh, more than a lot of the people who were here. Um, they, some people noticed that, uh, Gabriel Rodriguez draws a lot of butt chins, a lot of, cleft, a lot of cleft chins. Uh, what get past that and read the book. It's awesome. Yeah. And his, if you don't like the style, there's no doubt that Gabriel Rodriguez is talented and puts in the work. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a ton of detail. Um, everything's there for you on the page to look at. Uh, it's not just like rushed through and sloppy, um, he, yeah. he's, he's a real talent. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's actually going to be a Netflix short series soon. Hopefully. Yeah. So. We'll see. They tried this uh, maybe 10 years ago. Mm. They they filmed the pilot, and then they re- released the trailer for the pilot, which is you can find it on YouTube, and it's god-awful. Oh, and no. I was kind of glad that it wasn't picked up. Yeah. So hopefully this time they'll be done right. Yeah. They're, like, really thinking about it for this year. So fingers crossed. So if you like it, it's the power of empathy. Is that good? I guess so, yeah. For okay. If you like what? If, if so you like the genre of horror comics. And the books. Oh, okay. It's our rating system. We have, to have some wacky. So cool. if you like it, it's the power of empathy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then it's consent first, tentacles later. Because okay. those are the two funny things we said. Yeah. <laughs> We've only had two. I get it. Uh, yeah. So um, for the the topic of horror comics as a whole, like how, how do you feel? Oh, um, the first one you said. Power of the empathy. The power of empathy. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Of course I love horror comics. Uh, it, again, it's not the same as movies. I, I don't get the same terror or anxiety that sometimes horror movies give me that I have to like, sometimes I got to walk away and be like, all right, that's enough, enough of that. Um, but, uh, I would say more thrillers in comic books are effective for me than straight horror. Um, because whatever it is about comic books, like there's, you know, like I said earlier about the soundtrack and stuff like that is missing. So it misses that real visceral reaction that I like to get from horror. But, yeah, for thrillers, I would say, yeah, the power of empathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can. Um, I would definitely say the power of empathy, but also I think a fun way to read it would also be just the thing you wanted to do, just do the thing. Yeah. Um, I think that would be fun, thing. too. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Uh, I enjoy looking at them mm-hmm. <laughs> more than reading them. Uh, that's just life, man. Yeah. Definitely I... a fan. Hor- Horror County. Harrow County, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That thing. <laughs> yep. I very much enjoy the artwork as well as yeah. just all the ideas. And then Lock and Key, even though I only saw like a little bit of it, I just really loved what you were saying in terms of like the kid perspective where it's like the kid's head opens up and he's like, that's my head. Look, mm. look, it's open now. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, ah, like hor- horrified by it. And he's just like, oh, look, look, that's yep. the thing. Yeah. The key did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fun that is. You can only investigate like when you have the kid perspective in that way. Cause like, you're not bogged down by like, this is terror. Mm-hmm. I am. A fr-. You're like, I am intrigued. Yeah. This is, I'm curious. I'm a child. I can't open. Notice that your head's open. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up? Why I wish, are heads? I, I, wish uh-huh. I had thought, uh, I actually have a couple of the keys oh. at home. Uh, they made oh. replicas Do of the keys that you can buy. Some? I mean, sometimes, okay, cool. sometimes you got to open your head. Um, so yeah, I actually have this one at home. Oh, that's so cool. But um yeah, I've got the head key and the uh ghost key, I think. Cool. Anyway. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Meh. Yeah, I for me it is yeah, it's uh, power of empathy and or you wanna do a thing, do it. Um <laughs> just go do the thing. Yeah, I love horror comics. I love horror wherever I can get it. And comics is just a a fun way to do that and to escape to a new world and encounter new art 
as well. So you can kind of like experience a different mm-hmm. way. Cause they're all like, you can get the same story and it can be told completely different if you change the aesthetic of the comic. Um, so that's why you get some serious ones and that's why you get some like, what? Uh, can I, yeah. for, for things that weren't on that list, can I throw a couple out to the listeners? Sure. Yeah. All right. So one came out last year. It's actually on NPR's top 100 list and it's called uh, Infidel. And it's about a Muslim American woman who lives in a, um, apartment complex that is haunted by ghosts fueled by xenophobia. Oh. Uh, that's a nice little one and done. I want to say it's four to five issues. You can find it in a nice little trade paperback at your local Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex um, <laughs> or wherever comics are sold. And it's called Infidel. It's really good. Uh, if you're into like 80s slashers and things like Jason Voorhees and sort of the... Um, that sort of vibe where it's kind of like a little bit of cheesecake, a little bit of murder. There's a book called hack slash. Yeah. Uh, and that is, um, a long running series by Tim Seeley. And it's about this Cassie hack, who is this girl, um, and sort of like a punk rock outfit. And she's got a, uh, giant sidekick who's basically (laughs) like a, a Jason Voorhees, like big mask, doesn't really speak. Uh, and what they do is they go around and they track down slashers and killers uh, and they kill them. Nice. Killers being just regular serial killers, but then slashers being the ones that you have to kill over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they actually tie into books like, um, they'll, they'll dip into like Chucky from Child's Play and stuff nice. like that. And a reanimator, since you yeah. like Lovecraft, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So those are some other good ones that weren't on that top 13 list that should definitely get uh, awesome. some love. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me of the social media movie we watched with like... Uh, Dexter in it. What was his date? What was it? I don't know. It was De- great. The social media movie with Dexter. No. I was saying, uh, uh, there's like a social media movie where these two girls like murder to, to um, report on it. I tried to watch that. Was, I didn't get through it. It was, we we enjoyed it. Something it girls. Fun. Yeah. Tragedy girls. Treasure girls. Meets uh, Dexter. Yeah. Like if they were doing it for good reasons mm-hmm. and said yeah um for our listeners where can they find your information on you if they want to listen to your stuff or look at oh, your stuff you can find us um what on stitcher on apple blah 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 all those things you can find us at c-u-l-t-p-o-p cult pop podcasts uh, and the shows are spoiler alert cannibal horror cast and uh gutter talk also, you can come down to my shop, 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia. It's called Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. I am Johnny Destructo, and this is my hero complex. So, oh, yes. if you want to tweet at me, you can find me at JD's Hero Complex. Excellent. So, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for Go. for being here. Yeah, thanks having, for having me. Letting me scratch this itch of, of horror comics for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't scratch too much. You'll get some tryptophobia going yeah no holes <laughs> no. no you don't want to talk about junji ito no i don't want to lose my skin and then have yeah. it walk around and befriend a child <laughs> just can't you know mm. can't win <laughs> you, need, you need to keep your skin that's your main goal every day yeah well yep. <laughs> thank you so much and don't get married blow your kids and if there's something out there that you want to do why don't you just you go just and do, do the thing that you want to do you dummy yeah unless yeah, it's exactly. getting married because then they eat your kids. Honey, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Don't forget to check out us on social media. Okay, love you. Bye.